Welcome to the new reality edition of Bite Marks Cafe right here on Hawaii Public Radio. And of course, this is where we bring you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. And during this uh, special edition of Bite Marks Cafe, we've got a couple of our favorite gadget geeks joining us. We've got Paul Lawler, independent IT consultant, and Ian Kitajima. I still, I think he still should be called Tech Sherpa wherever he's at, uh, but he's at Picter <laughs> now, and uh, they're gonna share some of the new tech gadgets uh, and recommendations that they would like to share with all of us. And I want to welcome you both to Bite Marks Cafe. Hey, bro. Aloha. Okay, so now uh, we got you know we got the two uh, tech. Uh, geeks and gadgets uh, on the show today and of course this is kind of an annual event and I I did want to maybe start off uh, by kind of giving you know our listeners a little background on on who exactly you are and I know you know it's you guys are kind of regulars already but uh, Paul you know why don't you tell people what do you what do you do as a as a livelihood I have my own IT consulting firm and then I also teach information technology and tourism at the uh, University of Hawaii School of Travel Industry Management. And you've been doing that for, you know, a bunch of years, right? About 20 years, yeah. <laughs> More than we'd like to admit. And, and Ian, you know, <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing these days? Yeah, so I think most people know me from my 21 years at Oceanet, which was fantastic, and then uh, recently retired last year and then couldn't stay still. So um, uh, doing lots of design thinking trainings through Design Thinking Hawaii, but I also uh, joined uh, the Pacific International Center for High Technology Research, or sometimes called PICTOR. Uh, so I went over there to also help. And so, yeah, been super busy. Well, super and, you busy. know, you guys uh, both have the extreme fortune of, of getting exposed to a lot of kind of new tech and, and things like that. But... You know, before we get into some of the gadgets, I'm I'm kind of curious. What were your maybe assessments, or thoughts, <clears throat> summarizing your experience in 2023? 23, you know, 23 went by pretty fast, and and I don't know. I mean, there were uh, lots of things that that happened. <laughs> some some I've already mm. forgotten. But uh, Paul, what what what? I'm going to throw this. I'm going to throw this to Ian because in in my assessment. 2023 had a, some evolution of products, but I didn't really see much innovation. But Ian is much more on the forefront of innovative things than I am. So, so oh. Ian, what, what do you what do you think would you, you oh. characterize as some highlights from 23? Well, I don't know about gadgets, but Paul, I, you know, this was the year of artificial intelligence and large language models, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That just blew up everybody's realities and. Everyone who's doing research on AI just kind of got blown out of the water at some level. Um, right. So, yeah, no, no, this was a pivotal year, I think, when it comes to really artificial intelligence coming to the everyday consumer, right, the everyday person, right? So that, that's the crazy thing, I think, this year. And it's only going to, we're going to see more of it, I think, in our gadgets. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think uh, in the course of 2024, I'm sure... Ian, we'll hear more from you about some of the uh, AI projects like Aloha AI that you've been marshalling yep. along the way. So I'd love to hear more about that. Now, both of you, I mean, I know I, I totally agree with you, Paul. I mean, I, I haven't seen much uh, you know, innovation. I've, I've actually seen some de-evolution of, of things like Twitter. Twitter 
You know, Ian, you remember, you remember we, yep. we actually started this show what, about 15 years ago, and then one of the things yep. that we talked about on that first show was Twitter. Now, Twitter. that's been a total de-evolution. And what, 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 do you guys, what do you guys take on it? What's your take on the new X? X. Mm. Paul, you want to well, start off? I know yeah, you've got an opinion. I'm, I'm, I'm not impressed. <laughs> it, you know, it used to be that the good thing about Twitter was that it had a critical mass, and people you wanted to follow and people you wanted to talk to were there. Mm-hmm. And now it's like half my friends are leaving Twitter, the other half are staying on Twitter, but talking every day about how they're planning to leave Twitter, and it's just kind of a big mess. <laughs> yeah, and you got people like me that are still on Twitter or X, but they don't post anything because I just don't want to deal with the I don't know the weirdness that uh, takes place on X. Ian, are you still mm. are you still using that uh, platform? Yeah, no, I'm still I'm still there. There's still I think valuable people I'm following and getting good information. I I think I, I think it's, you know it's it's going to hit some low points and it's hitting some low points. But I wonder when X you know when X.AI and all of this stuff start kind of integrating together on Twitter mm-hmm. that. I'm, I'm curious how that's going to affect uh, X and um, and the incorporation of more AI into what they're doing. Is it going to be better or is it going to be worse? So, so that's, I guess. The, so you're you're, you're kind of nu- neutral on it then. You just want to watch and yeah, see I'm what happens. Yeah, I'm kind of neutral. I'm kind of waiting to see uh, how it's going to deconvolve a bit, maybe more, and then maybe <laughs> kind of come back in a different, I don't know, light. I don't know. What I mean for both of you during uh, twenty three, were you fans of of uh, platforms like TikTok? Paul, are you a TikTok voyeur? <laughs> I, I don't know if voyeur is the right <laughs> word. Um, my my granddaughter uses it, so I watch things, but but I'm I'm not a I'm not a TikTok hater. You're not a. Are like you a are, are you a uh, TikTok creator? Oh no. Okay, you leave <laughs> you leave that to the younger generation. Yeah. And and Ian, what's your what's your relationship with TikTok? It, it's nothing. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> nothing. I, I you know no. It's, it's because it's so like I, when I did kind of go on it, it's too addicting. Um, I already get too <laughs> addicted to just Facebook Real. You know, I'm I'm like I, I lay in bed at nine o'clock, and it's like before I know it, it's eleven o'clock, and I'm just been like <laughs> watching reels for two hours. You know, it's like oh my god, like I go to bed. Yeah, yeah. So I I think that I can see why you know for young people and why people are concerned is I mean it's just entertaining, right? But it just takes you takes you away to another world. Well, you know, that short-form video is uh, def- definitely captivating because you not only can, you know, just take whatever you want in that short period of time, but if you aren't interested, you can just swipe up and, you know, go to the next one. And so yep. it is it is <laughs> quite uh, addicting in that manner. You know, we, um, uh, I, d- I did want to kind of get your impressions of uh, 23, and, and I'm glad we got, a, got to talk a little bit about uh, some social media and reminiscing about some of the platforms we used to use way back when and how it's, in my opinion, kind of de-evolved. But, uh, you know, we want to 
kind of get into some of the gadgets, and we will kind of hold that thought right now. We'll be right back of this uh, short uh, break to continue our conversation with Paul Lawler and Ian Kitajima. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Hastings and Pleadwell, a communication company. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum. If you're just joining us, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> uh, we're talking to our favorite uh, gadget geeks. We've got Paul Lawler and Ian Kitajima on the line here. And uh, every, you know, this time of year, we kind of catch up with some of the things that they might have considered buying, have bought, or uh, perhaps uh, want to, you know, want to share some of their wish lists. Now, I'll give I'll give Paul the first chance to pick something off of his list as to what he might want to recommend, Paul. What what do you what do you got in your, you know, sort of big Santa stocking? <laughs> well, as as you know, um, I play around with Kickstarter things, mm-hmm. and some of them actually pan out, and some of them never do. But one of the ones that showed up on my doorstep the other day, and I'm quite pleased with it, is something called the Linka Lasso Smart Lock. And what it is is it's a big heavy chain lock. But instead of having a combination or a key, it's actually a smart lock that goes attaches to your phone. Or it also comes with a little Bluetooth chip thing mm-hmm. that you can use. And as long as you're near it, you can open the lock. Okay, okay, okay. Now, describe this to me. It, it attaches to your phone. I mean, yeah, it, it attaches digitally to your phone. So oh, okay, okay. you use your phone to, to lock and unlock the, the lock. And this, uh, this lock itself you said it's a big chain lock yeah you know like you like you would lock up your bicycle or your moped with <laughs> okay okay very heavy duty chain lock well yeah good okay now i got the the images uh correctly assorted in my mind so it's it's uh something that you can access via your phone uh but it's something that you would use for your bike is it particularly uh customized for something like a bicycle or or other yeah, like, like a like a like a bike bike or a moped or a motorcycle. Um, the other thing is that if somebody tries to tamper with it, mm-hmm. it will send a message to your phone. And so the the fact that it uses these big sort of chain links does that is that part of the imaging imagery? I mean, it's like a, a deterrent just because it's so kind of uh, old school in that appearance. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it, it, it does look like a very heavy-duty lock that you couldn't just cut through with bolt cutters easily. Mm-hmm. And and uh, how much uh, does this run from a Kickstarter standpoint? Um, I You know what? I don't remember the answer to that. I think it was $125. Well, see, that's what I love about you gadget guys. You guys don't even care about the money. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the gadget. It's not the money. Okay, no, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's spoken like a true gadget person. Gadget. It's not about the money; it's about the gadget. Mm. So, so Ian, what what do you got? What do you got at this uh, sort of top of your list? You know, I, I went back to my, you know, the, the challenge sometimes with gadgets is you buy these gadgets and then you don't actually use them that much. You know, it's kind of like oh, that was a really cool flavor of the month thing. So I went back and looked at what are the things that I still have after all of these years, and one of them is. Is actually the aura ring, right? Uh, I remember. Yeah, I remember you talking about ring. this. You know, it's been around for a while now, yeah. right? You got one, Bert? 
No, I'm I'm just you know living the fantasy through your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get one of these, and then. But you know what they did? What they did do is, um, for those of you you know who have one, you can actually create like a group, like they call it the circle or friend circle. Uh-huh. So I go walking with a bunch of friends on Sunday. And we've been peer pressuring each other to get a ring, and then we can actually kind of see how everybody's doing, like their sleep and their activities, their readiness levels. Uh, we had friends that just did the marathon, so of course their their activity level looks through the roof. Uh-huh. Um, but it's it's just one of those. This is my third one now. Wow! So I know. So so it's a gadget, like you know, it's for real. Like it has real value. Because it helps me to monitor my like if I'm getting enough rest. Mm-hmm. Sleep is, you know, as you know, as we are knowing as uh, as we're getting older, it, it's harder and harder to get good sleep. So this really helps me to understand how I'm doing in terms of getting to bed on time, getting sleep, and of course maybe you know I had a little bit a late dinner, and then you can see how that impacts your actual sleep patterns. Or I have a cold, right? This thing actually can help me figure out like you know i'm not probably feeling well or i'm not doing so hot so you know get more rest um it reminds you to go to bed you can monitor stress levels even blood, blood oxygen levels now too so so it's really come a long way so you know are you finding yourself um <clears throat> being more cognizant of of monitoring your uh sort of physical state yes absolutely and also you know i go walking a lot so it it, it Counts steps and miles that you do, activity levels, stress levels, you know, mm-hmm. high intensity workout times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it just it's kind of this whole digital me kind of trend that's been happening over the last you know decade or so. Okay, so well, that's yeah. Our, our ring now, Paul. You've you've not talked much about uh, some of the sort of personal monitoring devices. I know at some one point in time. Uh, there were some sleep devices that you were interested in as well, right? Yeah, I mean, right now I basically just have my Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. And what 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 version of Apple Watch do you have? Oh gosh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> last, <laughs> la- last year's, I think. Oh, that's good because I know oh, wow. for a fact that mine is the Series Zero. <laughs> 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 and and so so. Uh, Paul, what is it about the watch and the you know the monitoring that you seem to kind of rely on? Kind of what Ian was saying. It does blood oxygen. It does. It'll take through an EKG. It will um, you know mon- monitor steps and heart rate and things like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and are you uh, let's say do you replace your watch uh rel- you know relatively frequently like you would your your uh, latest uh, iPhone yeah probably every every other model maybe oh that's pretty frequent that's good so uh as far as um <clears throat> okay so devices R ring uh apple watch anything else kind of more health specific either of you paul mm. I don't have anything health specific. I have more toys. Okay. Okay. Well, what mm. what toy would you like to feature well, next? So, uh, one of our mutual friends is Baron Sakia, and mm-hmm. he kept telling me about all this cool stuff he was doing with his three D printer and giving me little printing things that he had made. 
And he goes, you know, the prices are coming down. The prices are coming down. And so finally I pulled the trigger and bought a 3D printer. And I just love it. It's You can print toys with it. You can print gifts with it. You can print practical things with it. Okay, okay. So what uh, is there a particular 3D printer that you are referencing or have a affinity toward? Um, this is not a commercial, and we are yeah, not right. sponsored by them, right. but uh, mine is a Bamboo Lab P1P. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a mid-range printer. They're, you can get them as cheaply as $250. Uh, you can get them as much as $10,000. Mine costs about five ninety nine. Wow. Okay, so uh, that's an investment in the, in the machine itself. I mean, what kind of investment do you have to make in the material? that makes the, the actual 3D printed material, you know, 3D so object. Yeah, it's just spools of plastic filament, and they cost maybe $20 for a couple kilograms, which can print quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And just out of curiosity, I mean, what kinds of, of objects are you inclined to want to print? What kind of gifts are you making? Oh, like for holidays... Um, for Christmas, I made people little ghost pumpkins, and then <laughs> our, for, for Halloween, mm-hmm. I made them ghost pumpkins. And for Christmas, I made little Merry Christmas things with antlers. And just, I mean, there's a, so much stuff out there. There are so many creative people who are creating 3D print designs, and half of them are free. And the other half costs maybe a dollar or two dollars. And, and <clears throat> um, do the... Uh Print files, are they in a particular format? I'm, I'm just curious. What format do you have to feed it into the actual 3D printer? Yeah, so there's a couple of different formats, and basically you just go online, you do a search, you see the, the image, you download the print file, and then you, in my case, I just send it up to the printer via the web. Mm-hmm. It, it's all interconnected, so I just say, oh, print this, and it goes, okay, starts printing. Wow, that's great. Now, that's, again, spoken like, like a true gadget geek. Well, Ian, I know you're wanting to say something. So what? what when are you going to get your 3D printer? <laughs> <What's> that? <laughs> I have enough uh, troubles with my printers at home already. So <laughs> that's awesome. Sounds cool. Well, you know, we'll, we'll uh, let you guys kind of like gather, gather your thoughts because uh, I know you've got more in store for us. Uh, so we want to hold that thought. We'll be right back of this short break to continue our gadget discussion with Paul Lawler, Ian Kitajima. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors, Bavarian Motor Experts, and Chaminade University. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum. And if you're just joining us, we're talking to our favorite gadget geeks. We got Paul Lawler and Ian Kitajima here talking about some of their tech little product products and uh, favorites that they've acquired. And uh, right before the break, we we're talking about the uh, 3D printer. That's that's something that I think might be kind of interesting to get. And, and since, uh, Paul, you're such an idea guy, I'm, I'm sure you're coming up with all kinds of little objects to create. Ian, what what can you yeah. match that with? Okay, I'm gonna tie to I'm gonna tie to Paul's 3D printer. Going back to again, picking a gadget that 
I still have and I still use. And, and again, to me, a gadget, a great gadget is one that you still use after years, right? Mm-hmm. Not just a one-time right. thing. And so one of them is the remarkable uh, writing tablet. Yeah, I mean, it's like yeah. an e-book, it's an e-ink and all this stuff. I I love that thing because it's it really it I I know where all my notes are. It's a digital notebook, and it has you know all my notes from all all these years. It's all in there. It syncs up to the web. But tied to you know we talked about like you know about a lot of innovation hasn't happened this year. But I think what's going to eventually happen we're going to see next year and the years after that is for example this ebook right. Mm-hmm. is like, say I draw a 3D object or some kind of object. It doesn't even be a 3D object. I just draw an object, like a smiley, happy face or a snowman, mm-hmm. right? And then Remarkable has a service now. And again, this is I'm making this up, but I can send it to a service that will turn this thing into a 3D object that's printable, and then I can send it to my 3D printer that I have in my home or maybe a service provider and actually have this 3D object printed from a drawing that I made, like some just really elementary kind of level drawing, because that's what's going to happen more and more. And I think that's how gadgets are going to get tied to innovation and other gadgets is through artificial intelligence. So so this is something that uh, doesn't exist, but you yes, are today, describing something that could perhaps ha- happen just as, as a result of your uh, remarkable, you know, uh, tablet and, and pen. Yeah, I think it, it'll. I think it's just a matter of when these things are going to happen. Um, and again, the remarkable, you know, great. You got color versions now, and again, it's a portable device. And so, yeah, your, I love it. this remarkable tablet. I mean, is it a uh, the one that I'm familiar with? It's almost like a analog paper tablet. I mean, you actually get a pen. Yeah. You have to have a piece of paper, and you're writing on it, right? Yeah, it's using uh, like. E, you know, like, you know, kind of this digital ink. Mm-hmm. And my version, I have the original version. So, <laughs> so but, but my wife, Leanne, has the, the color version, right? Mm-hmm. And you can, you can, and there's all these different templates. So you want it to, maybe you want to do some drawings, you want to do storyboards, you want it to graphs. It has all of these different templates. You want to do checklists, like, like a checkoff list and things like that. Um, so I set it up. So it's like, here's my 2023 year book and then i can make separate books for different subjects if i wanted but i kind of store everything in there mm-hmm. you can ocr stuff too so if i hand write something i can then have it convert into actual text i can email it i can mail, email the notes to people uh, again everything gets stored to the web um but i know every place instead of carrying around like all these notebooks all the time going okay where's my notebook where's my notebook mm-hmm. where's my notebook from 2010 guess what it's in my remarkable notebook okay so the remarkable yeah. notebook how does that how do i mean there's a physical thing that you're actually writing in yeah and what's the, the interface between thing. that and your computer i mean where does it where does it uh, well, communicate i guess to your compu- computer yeah it's a wireless you just connect it to your wi-fi at home um and basically you know as you update that device it actually stores information on the web Wow. So you can have it accessible. Uh, you can also, yeah, I can go to the web and actually show a document, pull up all my documents if I'm in a meeting, if I want to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but the, I think the most important, but you can do this using an iPad. Here we go, Dean, why don't you just use an iPad? My problem with, and I have an iPad, mm-hmm. but I think what happens is then 
but the problem is when I'm using my iPad, I'm, I'm doing it, I'm using it for all kinds of other things too. Whereas this is a very dedicated device. So I go, where's my notes? It's in this device. I see, I see. Just like a like an ebook <clears throat> reader, I and mean, you're just using it to read books. This just is something that just to write in this case, notes, just to take notes and stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Very yeah. good. I know. I know. This is something that you've had for a couple of years, and probably have some upgrades sure. as well. So, it's one of your favorites. Yep. Now, Paul, yep. I know. I know you uh, <clears throat> got the latest uh, iPhone 15, and that was over the course of uh, 2023. Uh, how you liking it? Um, it it's okay. The, the <laughs> okay. <camera's> a, the, <laughs> I mean, the camera's a little better. I don't know if it's worth the price. But the thing I, the other thing I did get that I'm in love with. Is my charge ASAP uh, GAN charger? GAN stands for gallium nitride, and this thing is a little charger. It's like the size of a pack of cigarettes, and it can charge three MacBooks at the same time, at full speed. Whoa! Really? Amazing. Mm. Uh, mm. You can charge three MacBooks at the same time via what kind of a cable mm. are you connecting to your MacBooks? Uh, just a USB-C cable, but so it's got three USB-C connections, but it's delivering 270 watts. So I can charge all three of them at full speed simultaneously. Oh, yeah. and and how fast does it charge the MacBooks? Very fast. That's as fast as they can charge. Wow, and it's called a what? The Charge ASP. Charge ASAP. ASAP, and mm-hmm. what does this little puppy cost? Oh, <laughs> I don't remember. See, that's again, that's again, that's a feature of a, a, a yeah, true gadget yeah, geek. It's so expensive. <laughs> it's not. It's not that expensive. It's another Kickstarter really? thing. I want to say eighty nine dollars. Oh, eighty nine dollars. That's probably not that bad. Mm, not bad. Not bad. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll go. I'll go yeah. look that up. In fact, uh, <laughs> you know, all of these I'll I'll put up on our show notes uh, so people can kind of re relive, you know, the the fantasy world of uh, Paul Lawler and and Ian Kitajima. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, so charge ASAP. That's a that's a good one. Okay, Ian, what what do you what do you got? You got any more? You got a, you got. I got a last one. You got a last it's one. The biggest. It's the the biggest big one. The big one. The, the big one. Yeah. The okay. What? You want to go for the big one? Yeah. So, what, yeah. What's the big Tesla, one? Tesla Model Y. <laughs> Tesla. That's a big, big 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 gadget. Um, you know, uh, pulled the trigger and went for it. But you know what's surprising? I want people to know is if you can get the tax credit for it, I I realized that. That Model Y is the is actually cheaper than the Prius I'm sitting in right now. That's 13 years old. Oh yeah. Like when I bought this Prius 13 years ago, it it was it was actually more expensive than the Tesla. Wow. And and yeah, yeah. So I'm like, wait, how is this possible? <laughs> well, so, I got the tax credit. So this right? uh, this uh, model is uh, more of a what a. Uh, SUV? Yeah, the Model Y is kind of like the small kind of SUV kind of version of the Tesla. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's pretty, it's really roomy and quite big. And um, I've been loading it up with stuff. Uh, so it, it can pack a lot of stuff in there. And, um, I don't have any of the fancy stuff. I don't have, you know, the full self-charging software packages and all that stuff. But uh, for Hawaii driving, um, it's fantastic. I love it. Plug in and... <laughs> Just plugging it home, and then actually my work, there's actually two chargers, and it's free charging in my in my in my office building. So it's like, wow, this is great. Well, you know, this is great to have you guys on, and 
like I said, I'll put the, some of the links uh, on the show notes for later on. I got Paul Lawler is the IT consultant. And, of course, Ian Kitajima is the chief tech Sherpa over at uh, Pictor. And, of course, uh, I love the fact that you guys have been keeping a close eye on the latest tech gadgets. And uh, thanks for joining me today, guys. Happy holidays. Thanks, Bert. Happy holidays. And, of course, thank you for listening to Bite Mars Cafe. Join us next week when we'll talk about a couple of tech, climate tech companies, something uh, kind of interesting and new. And if you miss any part of this edition, you can find a podcast of tonight's show on bitemarscafe.org. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email me at bitemarks at gmail.com. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HPR One every Wednesday or anytime. Be the HPR app or your favorite podcast application. You stay safe. You stay awesome. We'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe. Bite Marks Cafe.